Well, a morning in which, uh, you know, a lot of things are kind of uh, coming undone. Um, you know, it, it, it just it thought it did occur to me, thus the wild title of, um, you know, beyond uh, the end, beyond what was expected to be the end. And I think AI is definitely that. Um, I call AI the, the devil, I suppose, you know. And and you could you could say that's really what the dragon is. Um, all seeing eye, uh, you know, Lucifer. Uh, you know the 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 uh, opening to the bottomless pit is AI. You could say I, I suppose because those are certainly tasks that could be engaged in if not already. Um, or you can make another argument that it is not really predicted in the book of Revelation, but part, part of that would be because John on the Isle of Patmos <clears throat> didn't really, you know, I mean, he's writing about things he's never seen before. And that may have been one thing he couldn't really write in detail about because he, how do you write about it? It mimics man. And then it goes on and does its own thing. And of course, they're feeding uh, AI everything they can to make it, the, to make it God to make it rule over man. I mean, that's all they really want to do. And so, to me, this is beyond any emergency. We don't, um, we don't have time. Time has run out. And that's kind of, in a sense, it gives me a great deal of comfort. Because I hate watching the clock. You know, since the society is so dysfunctional, does it really even matter if, um, you know, when people have hopes and goals and dreams based on Leave it to Beaver, does it really matter anymore? You, you know what I mean? There, there, there is no hope and dream for the future. There is no uh, period now where <clears throat> you can finally, you know, is a bucket list even something that anyone would even consider anymore? Well, because, you see, as we get further down this road, we realize there is no death. That death is not really a real thing. Just like we know time is not really real. Space is, you know, the way it's presented, is not really real because it's connected to time. And time is uh, basically connected to Saturn, and so it's connected. It's a limitation to, you know, try again to enslave human for the purpose of um, really not just taking souls away from God, but attaining godlike power. That's the purpose of it, because, you see, they know what's inside a person, which is God. And the others that are not quite human are, you know, they don't have that. So that kind of makes sense, you know, that that AI would be on a march for souls. But what that means is, you know, the acquiescence of man to be ruled over and to give what is inside of him to this beast so that the beast can attain godlike power. And, but it is a beast in the sense that it is not man. It's, you know, it's not really Molech. It's being 
<clears throat> souls are being fed into this AI thing. And including the whole history of man and every personality and, and all DNA and everything that they can possibly do so that this would become the ruler. This would become the creator. AI would be the creator. Uh, AI would be able to mimic God better than anything has ever mimicked God. But the problem is it's already a failure <clears throat> because um, God can destroy it. And God will destroy it. And it is it, it is almost laughable that someone would even attempt to come up with it. It's so pathetic. Since at the snap of a finger, it's gone. And then, of course, what's left is uh, the chaos that ensues, which is mainly violence. The violence you see now, they, um, you know, a lot of it is just, you know, they never got their race war. They didn't get their COVID, so now they're mad and they want to punish the Christian. You know, because the Christian would object to, you know, mass castration. You mean no one else would? No one else would object? To, uh, before a child knows what he is, who he is, what he wants, what his orientation to the world is, what, what his struggle, what his deal is, whatever the deal is. Before he knows that, chop it off. Only, if the only people that would submit to that would be feeble-minded weaklings, which have been made feeble-minded by their schools and their governments. Weak children, weak within they have to be propped up by the state. They're so weak. These are the children Joseph Mengele used to kill and transmogrify and change and do experiments on. They were too weak to fight back. And that's just too bad. Because most children know, you know, right from wrong, at least have a fundamental understanding of it. And they know, even if their parents let them down, because their parents are weak, pathetic idiots, that they understand that um, you know, the wanton mutilation of genitals is wrong. They understand it was wrong when Joseph Mengele did it, and it's wrong when the, when the modern-day state, headed up by the, the ultimate piece-of-shit pervert, Biden, wants the same thing done. Anyway, the reason they're so excited and the reason Biden's so happy is because he feels like he's about to get his, you know, hundreds of millions dead. And so he's all, they're all giddy with that right now, with that power. So, you know, as we look at it, <clears throat> will he get it? Will he not get it? Uh, you know, the thing is, a guy like that, that's basically lied his whole life, been an out-and-out -out pervert his whole life, never been a secret. Uh, the fact that the state would conceal the pedophilia and human trafficking all of our lives, the fact that the military-industrial complex would embrace the ultimate perversions, you know, which is, you know, the whole set up, all the LGBTQ and all these things that are set up, the 
all the communist organizations, Black Lives Matter, you know, woke, all these things that they do, really just has one, you know, purpose. And, and that, that is to um, cede all power to the state and for humans to basically um, kill themselves by acquiescence. I mean, that's the, you know, that's, that is their purpose. There is no other purpose they have. The, the breathing, it's a waste of air, actually. But do you see that when you see these people? Do you see that their breathing is a waste of good air? Or do you see them as like, maybe they're like you and they need help? Because if you don't have discernment, how the hell are you going to stay out of the oven? You know, Satan is all about beguiling people, you know, tricking you, fooling you, into signing up, into doing it, and making you think you're doing the right thing. You know, and, 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 and handing over your children, and handing over your 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 fortune, your business, your employees, your anything you have influence over. You know, handing it over to what? To obedience. To uh, slavery, to uh, the lizards, to the off-world species that basically all they want to do is regulate uh, humanity for their own enslavement purposes. So there really is no reason to be polite anymore. There is no reason to be politically correct anymore because it's already beyond the, the, the end. We are beyond the end of time. Now it's simply a devolution into chaos. And um, if something else of, of an order comes out of that, then that's up to God, I guess. It's not something we can do. We cannot bring this into order. There are um, not just people, but every military force in the world has gone over to complete total wokeness, which now is the the head of the spear at this point, is the ritual sacrifice of, of, uh, of male gonads. But what that stands for is the ritual sacrifice of children openly in society as a part of uh, society, which is, you know, other societies have had the same thing, human sacrifice. And, of course, along with that goes cannibalism, human sacrifice, and rampant disease, and mutancy. In other words, people becoming mutants, you know, sort of Mad Max kind of thing, you know, blended with uh, Total Recall. Right? They become mutants from radiation and from all the diseases that are put on the earth. They become mutants. And you can be very proud of that. And Joe Biden stands up, his family all are the mutant makers. And the, you know, the Joint Chiefs of Staff and all the proud military people, those uniforms, all, all they signify is perversion, blood, child abuse. Uh, wrong, wrong thinking, disease, failure, stupidity.
a lack of respect, a total lack of decorum. And as you see this guy, Millie, dress up in his little clown outfit, his uniform, that, that, those, those dress uniforms are clown outfits. Never see them the same again, folks. Never give respect to the uniform, ever. Because the uniform has always been dirty. It just wasn't brought out in the open. Oh, sure, there was a fight. But every war that we've had has been a corporate, state-sponsored war to kill people, to sacrifice people for human sacrifice. Not necessarily for gain. There may have been in the Revolutionary War. I'm sure there was with the war to end slavery. Good things ultimately can come out of it. But uh, for the most part, it's just like when I talked to this gunny <clears throat> out of the, uh, you know, out of the Marines. And Gunny, uh, well, the NSA turned Gunny into a little assassin, didn't they? Not unlike the uh, story of, of the Tom Berenger uh, story, Sniper, very similar. And uh, except with one thing, they all had chips in their head. Yes, they had little chips to keep them on, <laughs> keep track of them. And he said he felt dirty. He didn't want to put that uniform on. And he wanted me to pray with him and counsel him. And he was going to have his daughter's wedding. And he didn't want to put that uniform on. He felt it. He made him feel dirty. Because he said, you know, my, my life ended up, my skills ended up being used to go against drug dealers and their families in, you know, Colombia. That's what he ended up being used for. Is that a nice... Do you feel honorable with that? <clears throat> Is that an honor? Do you feel honorable knowing that a gunny was used for that purpose? A gunny, meaning a, a gunnery sergeant in the uh, Marines, they become the, they're the snipers, usually. Right? The experts. The expert marksmen. Of which the Marines has the, you know, the best, the top. Usually, I mean, I'm not saying that's across the board because anybody can go practice sniping, but it's a lot more to it than just being a good shot. So, so the idea that the America was the biggest drug dealer in the world—did that bother you, me, anyone? I, I found out about it through these guys. And then uh, I realized that we were not only number one in, you know, drug dealing, but number one in human trafficking. And we are number one by so far of a margin that no other country will ever catch us. We are number one in fentanyl dealing because we deal the fentanyl. And we hire the, you know, whatever, the slaves to bring it across the border or whatever. But it's, it's, it's the U.S., What's the U.S. doing? The U.S. is killing its own citizens. What for? For the purpose of wiping the slate clean because in the future there is no U.S. There's like, you know, a China-style, you know, top-down thing, you know, happening and 
you know, little robots policing everybody and, you know, everybody staying in line and staying in, in for curfew in their little boxes and nobody making a peep and everything nice and orderly and no lights on and people eating bugs and just a, a real, real hell beyond anything Bosch could imagine, beyond anything anyone could imagine or Dante. <laughs> Dante Alighieri. Yes, beyond all that. As we are beyond the end. So people say, well, how much time do we have? We, the answer is, we don't have time. The better question is, how do we get out of here? That's right, time to ditch the plane. Ditch the plane. Ditch the plane. Ditch the plane. And of course, <laughs> you know what I'm going to say. The only way to ditch the plane is Jesus. Because Jesus is not a, a, a person in the same way you think you know you know, a person or yourself in the mirror or your friend or your mother or your father or your, your sibling. Uh, Jesus is a, it's a, it's a inexplicable thing. People can't understand it. I mean, yes, God sacrifices his own son to pay for humanity's iniquity and sin and also as a redemption for anyone who would believe on the sun would be forgiven. Would be really what it is is uh, would be uh, you know, the case would be dropped, uh, paid for by the blood uh, that a person could stand before the Almighty God because of this blood, because of the blood, but because Jesus takes his place. You know, and so therefore, through that belief, what is brought into a mystery, which is a mystery to the Christian, even today. And in this mystery, though, one must understand, there is redemption. Meaning, you know, when we're born here, we are born lost, enslaved, subject to Joe Biden, the Joe Bidens of the universe, which are, it's amazing that people like that even exist, but of course they wouldn't exist unless you existed. They're there to get you, to stop you from ditching the plane and going on to the better life, to the real life. However, God made this world, and, you know, it's obviously a simulation. I mean, I don't think anyone argues with that. Dueling simulations, sure, there's dueling, there's AI simulation, and then there's this. At some point, folks, they're going to offer you a chance to have AI eternity. AI, you know, to live in AI. When that opportunity comes... 
it will be a death blow to you. It will be, you know, either say, well, your consciousness will go on or whatever, but you will be dead. With Jesus, it's a mystery. There is no death. There is only life from now on. Be, beginning the, the moment you understand and believe, when can you believe? You can only believe in Jesus. Now, this is something that's very important. You can only believe in Jesus when he allows you to believe. You can't believe that he's the son of God, that he came here and went back here and did this, did, did even the miracles. You can't really, you, you can read about it and you can say you believe it. But you don't really believe until he believes you. He makes you believe. Does anyone understand that? The churches will never tell you this because they want recruits. They want money. They don't care if what you believe. They just want you in there and forking out your whatever it is, 10% tithe every Friday or Saturday or Sunday or whatever it is. But they don't want you to understand that you can't just say that prayer with Franklin Graham on TV. If you said that prayer, please call this number. Shut up, you pathetic windbag. You do your charity, fine, go do your charity. Great. Get Samaritan's Purse is great. Go do that. But don't tell people if you prayed this prayer saying you believe that he was raised again from the dead. They don't believe it, Franklin, and nobody does. You can't believe anything about Jesus unless Jesus believes it into you. You know, not if you said that prayer, call me. That's a slick mind control 501c3 type of ploy. You, nobody believes in Jesus. Nobody believes in Jesus. Jesus believes in you. It's, that's the way it works. Can we please get an amen? <laughs> I mean, do you realize... <clears throat> do you realize how much I have to fight to just get this message on the air? Do you realize the opposition against anyone speaking like that about, you know, what it, what it really is? Do you realize that the Christian church is the biggest block of true theology in the world or that the world has ever seen or known? You could even call that the beast system. Do you realize that it's all tainted? Everything is poison. You know, you're here, like you, your spaceship crashed here on a hostile planet, or if you like, you went to hell. Except the difference is Jesus is here walking around. Here, in hell. And it's our only, only shot out because the Vedas can't do it. Confucius can't do it. D.T. Suzuki can't do it. The Maharishi Mahesh whatever can't do it. The uh, the you know the the, the Sufis, uh, Sikhs, the, the Sufis and the and the Jains and the uh, Zoroastrians and all these they can't do it. The philosophers certainly failed, and the Bertrand Russells can't do it, and the pathetic H.G. Wellses can't do it. Nobody can do it. 
The Golden Dawn can't do it. Lucifer can't do it. Satan can't do it. The dragon can't do it. Nobody can. Nobody. 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 Zero. 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 No chance. No chance. No chance. No chance. No chance for anyone. Zero. Big delusion. Big fairy tale. Big Santa Claus. But no truth. The only one. The only thing which is more accurate is Jesus because of the fact that the world was created through him. Or if you like, God created the world and no one else did. No other thing that I named there did. The best the Vedas could do, which is considered the most wise text ever, or even the Tibetan Book of the Dead, the best they can do, the best they can possibly do is to say that the micro is the macro. Therefore, we co-created all of this. And then tie that back into the uh, sutras of uh, the El Buddha. Under the Bodhi tree, the Bodhi Buddha. Yes, the Bodhi Buddha will lead you into meditation, where you will be happy. Anything could happen then, huh? <laughs> yeah, it mesh this in with the fact that we humans need human interaction, but every interaction we have with every other human being is destined to fail and will fail. The only interaction that ever succeeds is Godhead with the, the Godhead, which is only made possible through Christ. There can be no, not Christ the intermediary, Christ, you know, God, Christ, God, Jesus. No intermediary necessary. Thank you. Boy, these intermediaries, you can keep them out of here. We don't need intermediaries. Hello. We just need Jesus direct. And people that say, you know, like that, uh, that other, you know, Graham sibling, Annie Graham Lotz, her, she did a, a book a million years ago called Just Give Me Jesus. You know what? That had the right sentiment. So I'm not down on the Graham family you know, for being Freemasons and all that. I'm not, I don't even, <laughs> it doesn't even hit my radar. It's when people say things like Franklin Graham, and it's just because he, you know, it's wrote wrote thinking. He'll say something like, if you said that prayer, I believe Jesus raised again from the dead. No, again, no one's going to believe that. So when you call that number, it's already a ruse. See what I mean? It's already a mani- manipulation. 
I don't know. You know, maybe those little things shouldn't bother me. <laughs> just, you know, they just glare out at me like, really? Someone's going to say they believe in Jesus? Well, when I when that Peter Adams guy drove me down to uh, the, you know, he had the car. I didn't even have a car at the time, and he drove me down from uh, to Costa Mesa to a real Chuck Smith rally. Now that big movie's out right now, and Kelsey Grammer plays Chuck Smith. <laughs> it's a movie that has almost no bearing on reality whatsoever, and. Um, I went down there, and they were having an altar call. I went up to that altar, begging them to save me, please. But they couldn't save me. Because they were giving out false hope. Chuck and the boys, giving out false hope. If you believe this, come on up to the altar. Well, I didn't totally believe it, but I went up to the altar. I, I lied. I lied. I didn't want to be left out. So I lied. I went up to the altar, and they gave me all these like 800 numbers and different things to call. A little swag bag. Even then, thanks to Chuck Smith, had a little swag bag. <laughs> call that number. Ricky, don't lose that number, you know. <laughs> Swag bag, I had that number plastered all over it. <laughs> the same number Franklin gives out. They give out the same number. Still even, you know, 50 years later, they give out the same number. Ha, 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 how can you live with yourself if you say, I believe that Jesus was born, born, born was son of God, raised again from the dead, and ascended to heaven that, that any who should call on him would be saved. I believe that. Now, if you believe that, that's one thing. Okay, then go ahead and pray that prayer. But if you don't believe it, you just heard that prayer for the first time, you're not even sure what the whole structure of it is. But you say yes, and then you go up to the, you call that number, well, they have a right to uh, basically manipulate the hell out of you. you. You didn't use discernment. Had you used discernment, you'd say, I don't know if I believe that Jesus was raised from the dead. I don't know if he's the son of God. I don't know if he was born of a virgin. I don't know any of those things. I'm just hearing it by, and he says, call that number. Well, I'm desperate. I better call that number. And they'll send you a Bible. Oh, please, I can't wait to get my Bible. And then he sent me a Bible. It just sat there for like 20 years unopened. Because I lied. I said I believed when I didn't. I just was desperate, you see. I needed help so bad, you see. I would have done anything for some help. I, I would have done anything and I look, where it all left me, I had to, the whole thing, none of it was really real. Yeah. If you prayed this prayer, Lord, I don't know you, but I want to know if you're real. Lord, please help me. Please touch me. One touch 
of your favor, they say that is all it takes for healing. Please heal us. Please reveal yourself. If you're real, Lord, please reveal yourself to me. You see, if they had said, if you said that prayer, call the 800 number, now that would be a whole different thing, wouldn't it? Wouldn't that be a whole different thing? Can you believe how obvious this little Sunday sermon is today? How obvious this, this, this issue is? And yet it's completely ignored. And if you say, Pastor, I, I, I don't know what I believe. You say, it's okay, son. Just get up here at the altar call. Just call that out her number. And you'll be taken care of. Well, I thought this was a God thing. We'll take care of you. We're Christians. That's what we do. We take care of each other, don't we? Don't look too hard at their faces. Because <laughs> you might see something that you don't like, like manipulation, mind control, perversion, deviation, lust, jealousy, anger, hatred in your fellow uh your fellow worshipers who all took that debate. I don't know what I believe. I'm going to call that number, though. I'm going to go down to that church. I'm going to act like I believe because I need something. Please, Lord. They're going to convince me that I was right. And then I will not question again, Lord. I will not say to you, Lord, please help me. I don't know what I believe. I don't know anything. I'm at the end of my rope. I need help if you're for real. Lord, I'm reaching out to you. Are you for real? Are you really there? Okay. So that never gets gotten to because you're told that you're fine. You're saved. Me and Pete, we've been saved. Me and Pete, we've been saved. Me and Pete, we've been saved. (laughs) So, therefore, you're okay. You know, uh, don't bother your pretty little head about it. You're saved. You can go anywhere now. I've gone 30, 40, 50 years based on a lie. I said I believed that he was raised again from the dead. I didn't know. I had a question there. I, right? Unless Jesus breathes into you, unless that truth is really just manifested within you by God. Right? So the better word to have said would have been, Lord, do you exist? Are you there? Please help, you know. And then that becomes deeper, right? As time goes on, you learn that he is real. He is there. He does care. He loves you. He wants, right? And that begins this relationship. And that eventually, you know, eventuates in obviously salvation, which is the whole point of this 
love affair God has with his children with this, you know, handicap he put there, the devil, which is basically, you know, God invented, God made the devil. We're going to have to admit that at some point. God made the devil, and it is, you know, it's very unpleasant being around satanic forces that are roiling around. We've, we've had a lot of that lately. And they're whipped up by people. They get mad. They get jealous. They get, you know, angry. They get, uh, you know, they, they perceive enemies out there that aren't their enemies. And they, they you know, they, they harbor anger and they do this and that. And, you know, it hurts the people that are being targeted. It, it hurts them quite a bit. You know, it derails them. It ruins their business. It ruins their life. You know, they don't care, though. The people doing it never seem to care. They have already painted themselves as the victims. So therefore, they can smear everybody with all their negativity and their witchcraft and their evil spells, feeling, you know, what about me? Justified in doing so (laughs) while cursing the rest of humanity out. thereby making it a very unpleasant world for everybody. Because all you got to do is throw shade on somebody, just be mentally mad at them, not forgive them, and that's going to screw up their other guy's life and some, somehow. And um, I'm convinced that people even get mad when people are healing or they're starting to Make a little progress and how a stronger guy comes and smashes that one down again. They just can't stand to see that progress. <laughs> That's a weak person. They're never going to compete with you. They're, they're just trying to get their head above water, man. What, what are you doing? Smacking them down again like that. <laughs> It's because that's what we do here. Well, you might do that, but I'm with Jesus. See, I'm with Jesus so that I won't do that, because I don't want to do that. I don't want to participate in that. I want to look and understand if someone's throwing some whammy on me. I want to understand, you know, something more about that person who's doing it. Why do you think they're doing it? Do you think they're having a hard life? Well, of course they are, or they wouldn't do it. Of course they are. Their life is probably a hellhole. It could be a hellhole and, and they could still have plenty of food to eat. I mean, it, it's just all relative. We look at Pakistan, one of the worst places we deal with. It's just horrifying. And all the children, they don't have shoes or anything. They don't live out in the streets. They, you know, they're being brought in as you know, delivered from prostitution and, you know, seven, eight years old and just horrible things. And they don't have food to eat. You know, we have to make sure they have food to eat. And, uh, you you know, it's... uh, (laughs) It's a real trap. I guess when you get down to that level of subsistence only... 
and then you know things get more simple. You know, the, the dark side would be the you know the pimps out there. You know, the, the, the brick kiln owners that make have these brick kilns where they make bricks, they make building materials for people. <laughs> They're the ones. No, it's the police. It's a it's that factory down there, that sugar factory. Somebody has got to blame. We've got to blame somebody. It's not my fault. The transgender people now are blaming anyone who has you know, heterodoxical thinking, if, if that's a word. Heterophobic or hetero, heterosexual uh, thinking. It's not um, Christians. It's anybody that, that you know doesn't believe in their the way the state, the way specifically Joe Biden and the UN are going about castration of males everywhere in their own country except for the rest of the world, which isn't. <coughs> the world is not going through castrating the males. The world is not promoting transsexual culture. <coughs> the world is not promoting some sort of war with the FBI based on the FBI's defense of transgenders from transphobia, which almost sounds like some foreign place. I'm going to transphobia, you know, Transylvania, transphobia. Uh, crazy. But this guy did a YouTube of, you know, having an AR-15 and, you know, popping bullets out of it and stuff, you know, to warn people that you come for him, you're going to kill him because they tell the U.S. government tells and the, and the FBI and all these operatives Tell all the trans teachers and everybody to teach that they're going to be wiped out by traditional, by, by white supremacists and Christians are going to exterminate the trans people and the trans kids especially. And the answer to that is, uh, we, well, they try to stop them in a legal manner, but they would not... Uh, I believe go to a you know, violent confrontation, but I don't know. I know that when it comes to castration of males, which now what is it up to like sixty or seventy percent of the people in high schools want to want to, want, to uh, <laughs> want to change their sex? Is that what's going on? How did it get so high of a number? Well, the answer is to be trendy because um, you have celebrities' purpose is to make things trendy so that the public will join in the thing that's an abomination and support it. You know, whether it be abortion to obviously the uh, forced, really, the whole purpose of the ritual is the forced castration of the male. That's the ritual. In witchcraft, that's the witch ritual. And um, it is the gilding of the male that shows the conquering 
uh, of the world. And the final death blow, of course. So it's done symbolically through castration of the Baal. And then in earnest, it, it you know, folds in, collapses, becomes something else. It's over. The castration has begun, therefore it's over and time has run out. You don't castrate your males unless you've lost the war. You don't castrate... You don't castrate your males unless you have lost the war. Then you castrate them. It's been going on for thousands of years. I mean, that's history. Then you castrate them and they become servants in the houses of the new rulers, whatever. I guess people never even uh, don't know history. That's fine, but that that's what, what would happen if they... <laughs> you wouldn't castrate the males if you were planning on taking your place as the conqueror, you would bolster your males up. You need those males. You would castrate them when you're losing and you're basically acknowledging that you lost as Biden has already surrendered. And so where we are is the war is over. You're castrating the males. That means you're signaling that it's over. Oh, you're not doing it. I know the Democrats are doing it. You know, and the UN and the globalists and the, that, that group, world global communism, whatever you want to call it. But they're the majority. Oh, no, they're the majority by, by 90% in the world. They're the majority by virtue of the fact that people will not fight back. People will not... To fight back, you need a gun. Is anyone going to pick up a gun and go up against, what, the FBI? I don't think so. So therefore, they won. The FBI won. And they want the males castrated. That's, that's the tradition. And without that tradition... Gee, this is a tough package, Church. You've come up to the stage here. Well, I'm speaking at the podium. Good morning, everyone. I'm speaking here at the podium. I'm asking. Very important talk. To open a very important talk. Good job, Seth. It's important of a talk. That that's fresh food there. Yeah. What is that, Seth? Beef and carrots. Beef and carrots, homemade. For the dogs. For the dogs. Packaged by hand. Think how happy they are getting those. Then, you know what else they got? They got Marabons. And they just love that. Between the two of them, I think they look a lot better. It looks like Eli has got another lease on life. He's, we were ready for him to drop dead a few months ago. And all of a sudden, he's up and going again. And what we did is change the food. Yeah. How worth it that is, right? Our loved ones. Anyway, <laughs> don't call that number. 
If you prayed that prayer with me, please call that number. Don't call that number, please. Spend some time alone with God and ask him to help you. He's helped me. I know that I've tried. I've asked him to help me and then I block him. I, I've done everything, but he, despite my best efforts at screwing everything up, he has still helped me. He has brought and, and helped me in a, in a, you know, to victory, to total victory, to, to you know, uh, being able to uh, breathe and walk and talk and reason. The fact that I can do that at my age, in this state, in this society, after what we've been through, imagine having been me through all the, the, the whole thing has been the same, the same battle from when I was born all the way to now. The fact that I still have my wits about me shows me there is a, that should be proof enough of God. Well, it is to me, because I'm here, I'm in my own experience, so yes, without God, I could, I would just be, just, you know, just like everybody else, just going, oh, all bouncing off the walls, not knowing what to do. Now, I have drank copious amounts of alcohol and, and uh, you know, every kind of pill and stimulant and different things I could get my hands on. You know, I'm becoming my own chemist, and I've done all these things to my own, uh, you know, I probably screwed myself up quite a bit doing that, but. You know, I'm not saying I'm perfect. I've had my... Well, I've always enjoyed escaping. But even if I have, you know, like... But see, here's the problem. Whenever you take some kind of a drug, you know, in my case, I was experimenting with stimulants recently, of, you know, off-label, but, you know, most of them compounds that not even have a... They're not even... The FBI doesn't even know they're there. So one called paracetam, and another is uh, uh, adrafinil and some other, you know, some others. Dopamine, you know, just 1,000 milligrams of dopamine stimulants. And they, they just never really did it for me. But what I was looking for, and, you know, strong, uh, was it, THC resin, hybrid, you know, whatever, trying to, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the most I ever got out of that is I woke up the next day not knowing what happened, you know, and so it's, uh, it's never been okay. I've never been able to escape except through Jesus. I have failed in being my own chemist and being my own pharmacologist. I have failed, uh, even if at times, uh, you know, I enjoyed failing. <laughs> but I'm still here with my wits about me. And yes, I know all that's wrong. I know pharmacy is wrong. I really know that. I know that even something like, you know, you say, well, pot, you know, they sell it here. And you you drive through a dispensary, they sell it, you know. You say, you got anything good? You know, you get something and, you t- and it's just inferior, you know. Nothing is as good as you feeling all is right with the world within you, and you don't need anything. That If you can achieve that, my goodness, you are a blessed because you didn't do that on your own, says Obama. That's right. You didn't do that on your own. No, you didn't. God helped you. God had a special purpose for you to be clear 
and healthy and whole. And he made you that way. But he also made some of us to be seers and uh, prophets and people that deal with the dark side all the time. And, you know, so have a little compassion because these people go through hell every day. You know, they pick up on the gang stalking. The minute the gang stalkers see that you know what's going on, they turn and come after you. The, right, right? They don't care who they're stalking. It's just, they're just zombies. All that they care about is that they're, you know, they're, they're stalking and they're, you know, ruining lives and they're destroying reputations and, you know, and, and, and basically, you know, then they're killing people and they're, they're doing every wrong thing they can globally. Stalker is just another word for criminals. They're just, you know, they work for like the DOJ. They work for the, they're Stasi. You know, they're, they're, you know, they're basically a police state. They're what I call the policemen. It's same as Paul McCartney. Remember when the Beatles wrote that song, she came in through the bathroom window, protected by a silver spoon, blah, 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 blah. Uh, you know, somebody is trying to evade the police. You know, the police saying that, you know, we want everything right here on the table. <laughs> we want all of you. We want what's inside of you. So try to hide in that bathroom. You know, I suppose they're referring to masturbation or something, but whatever it is, you know, open versus private, right? Well, that was a big thing in rock and roll, open versus private. ACDC wanted you to go full open. <laughs> anyway, that's a bygone era, right? I mean, if you've got now, it's full, you know, uh, trans mode. That's, that's where pop is, full trans mode now. And it's peeing in each other's mouths. You must pee, just like that woman on the stage the other night, she peed, and this guy comes up from the audience, he lies down on the stage and she just pulls her pants or panties down, pees in his mouth and goes back to singing her rock song. Not to be outdone, Lady Gaga caught wind of that. She took a look at that and she was, ah, she got pissed. So she drank some liquid that's like purple and then threw up in, in the mouth of another girl. So she made herself puke and then, then you could see the liquid all flying into the next one's mouth. But the raw peeing on stage like that was way more, oh, that was really ugly. And it was so raw, it was traumatizing, it was shocking. Lady Gaga looked, on the other hand, staged and did not get the shock value that the first one got. So she lost that contest. But the fact that they're having a contest of defecation throwing up and urination in the face of other people uh, that were at that level now. You've run out of time. There is no more time. I mean, the, as I said before, the Grammys will be, you know, next Grammy will be, you know, the, the shot of Carrie after Carrie has killed everybody in the congregation. The next time, it's going to be out-and-out out murder. Bloodletting, human sacrifice is coming to your TV screen. And it's going to come to full fruition at some point. But by then you are so far out of time. 
then it's hell without Jesus. You see, the real timing goes out when Jesus is no longer here. When Jesus is no longer doing the salvation, when there is no way out, now you're, that, when the doors have all shut and you can't go home. And that's what I'd worry about. I'd worry about that because, my God, without the Lord, you know, those times I was alone and locked up and, you know, I didn't know what, what I was going to do or where I was going to go. I, uh, I just, I felt so, so. But, you know, even if I didn't fully believe in God, I would ask God to help me. You know, and, and God did. I, I, I was stupid. I didn't, you know, just give myself totally to that, but I, you know, I wouldn't have made it through those times without something, something, after being abandoned and, and betrayed. People don't understand. They, well, you, you, you uh, came through with Jesus, and we object to that. You need to now do it the world's way, and then you can be saved. It's like, this is the way I came through. God brought me through this way. I can't change that, and you can't change it. And you could be mad as hell about it, but what I prove, my existence proves, that your entire way is wrong. Not just wrong, but death to you. Death to you. The invalidation of every work that you've ever done, you have accomplished. You have invalidated yourself. Either I'm right or you're right. Either I'm right and you're wrong, or you're right and I'm wrong. There is no in-between. Let's just ponder that note for a minute. Either we are right that God is truth, way, truth, life, etc. Or they are right. The devil is the way. Dog of things, you know, the way. Okay. The, the proof is which one can create the world or has created the world or the form or the thought or the organization or anything. What is creator and what isn't? Only the creator can be right. Because the created will never be right. The creator will always be the created. Not necessarily wrong, but not in a position to weigh whether they are right or wrong, simply because they are created. Therefore, that becomes a moot point. The only thing that can be right is God's way. The devil's way cannot. A man's way cannot. A man thinking, oh, this is what my heart tells me to do. Wrong. Error. Wrong. Failure. Off the cliff. 
And what happens to these guys? Well, they get through their sororities and fraternities, and they, they join the law of daddy's law firm, and they join the country club, and they play some golf, and they go down to the, you know, they have their soiree and their weddings, and they have all their gossip, and they have their little planes they fly around in, and they go, you know, they'll go all the way to Paris to gossip some more, and then they'll go to, you know, they'll, they'll go down to Dubai to hang around in the sun and, you know, buy a, you know, exotic car and gossip a little bit more, and then they'll go over here, they'll go over there, and they'll try to get into all kinds of shenanigans and start playing games, and they'll be gang-stalking, and they'll be doing all these things, harassing their servants and, you know, getting in all kinds of trouble. And then, and then, they'll, something will happen. It's about middle-aged, you know, in the 50s, 55, going on 60. Something will happen. All of a sudden, they just suddenly fade from view, from everybody. And they never surface again. And you hear of them, they, they had cancer. They got ill. They, they wanted to hide away. And they just disappeared. And then you read about them in the papers. Oh, they were so nice. I remember we used to party with them. Yeah, we used to throw champagne glasses against the wall, and everybody was really a swinger pretending to be married. And yeah, they were. They forced everybody into compromising positions and blackmailed everybody. <laughs> the whole game was sick, actually. Yeah, and then they, then they disappeared. I kind of envy them in a way. Yeah. Because you didn't want to be bothered with their medical problems. As soon as someone gets cancer, you don't want to be around them, do you? As soon as somebody suffers, you don't want to be around them. If they take a stumble and a fall, if they fall financially, you don't want to be around them. Ooh, you know, uh, I disapprove. Uh, they've, they've made all these mistakes. If it were me, I would have done all these things differently. I would have been better. I would have been greater. Therefore, I cast judgment on them. I will stay away from those cooties. Failure. Physical failure. Oh, God. I don't want to be around that. I got to preserve myself. Be one of those older guys in the country club with the. Still carrying my own golf clubs. Yep. Still got my 1978 911 SC Porsche. The one I, I got when I went to college. I still got it. My golf clubs still hang right in there. I pull up to the valet. I get respect. Mr. Huntington. Mr. Barrington. Mr. Mr. Biden. <laughs> Lord Bullington. I got a, a faulty gun. Lord Bullington, are you prepared to Received. Uh, what was that guy's name? <laughs>
Lord Remington's file. Oh, yeah. Who was he? I had somebody tell me the other day that, that Stanley Kubrick was too... played it safe in his productions. I don't believe he did at all. You know, Stanley Kubrick movies, which, which are the top three? They're all the top three. <laughs> well, I think we better wrap it up. I've just been... What a loudmouth. What a... A sermon killer I've been. Telling you to not call that number unless you really did believe. It made me pray, pray in a different way. Maybe you don't need to call up some number to have people control you and give you structure, come to your house and tell you everything demonic to remove from it, including your wife and children if they're getting in the way of a nice tithe. You know, if a church is evil, should you give them a tithe if they're evil?